0: Welcome to the Girls in Golf Podcast live from Callaway Golf Headquarters. What up? Um, I'm Alexis and also known as Lex. This is Sarah. Hello, hello. And today we have a guest in studio with us. You might know her from the PGA Tour from Callaway Golf and now CBS Golf and Football. She was previously featured on Verizon Fios Channel One in the MSG network way back in the day, but we pride her as one of our own, Amanda Balionis. Welcome. Hi, this is so weird. You're in the chair I'm usually in, and I'm over here. I'm a little uncomfortable. I wouldn't, (laughs) I can't lie. It's like, it's very strange for me. You interviewed me like, when I was early on here, yeah. I think for a ship show, and this is yeah, it's
1: a little role reversal, but it's gonna be fun. But I feel like this is a lot of progress because we had to literally drag you in here to do it. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, I don't want to be front and
0: center. I no, don't want to be like in front of a microphone. And now look at you so hosting our podcast. Home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It is. It is definitely outside my comfort zone, but that's what we do here. Yep, that's right. Um, I love it, and it's great. Um, we were so we've started this podcast about women in golf and uh, women who play golf or just how like a woman feels on the golf course. Lots Mm -hmm. of different things. Um, And so we took the opportunity to bring you in today and we really just want to get to like how you started playing golf where it has taken you in yeah. your career and um and like where you hope to go. So let's start with where you started. How did you get into golf in the first place?
1: Well, so golf has been a part of my life since I was little because I mean my parents are fanatical about golf. My grandparents met on a golf course. There's like golf is the fabric of of my family for sure. Um so I I mean really I can remember when I was tiny just going with my dad on the golf course and playing in the bunkers while he played golf and like that was probably his version of like watching me when my mom was out doing something (laughs) and he was like but I'm still gonna go play golf come on kid like get in the golf cart so um yeah I've been around the game my whole life but I certainly did not love it and I don't think a lot of kids do love it um all that much there are a lot of initiatives now like PGA Junior League um where they're making it more of a team environment which I think is Mm -hmm. so key because when I was little like I didn't want to be by myself on a golf course. Like I wanted to be on a swim team. I wanted to be on you a soccer a team. It's yeah. Right? Like, right. Yeah. I ended yeah. up playing volleyball, fell in love with volleyball, played it in high school and in college. Um, but I just, I was so, I, I didn't want to be alone. I wanted to have like sports time kind of be social time. Yeah. Um, and golf was not really built like that yet. Um, so I, I fell out of golf, I stopped playing when I was um, in like the four-holers junior league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, again, went into swimming, then found volleyball, and never really came back to golf except for when I went to go home and visit my parents. Mm-hmm. And then we would play, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but I had the fundamentals because I had taken lessons when I was little. Thank- yeah. Thankfully. And once an
0: athlete, always an athlete. Well, yeah. and like I,
1: I cannot thank my parents enough for forcing me into those lessons because it did. It gave me the fundamentals that I still use – today. Um, So there is a lot of irony in the fact that like my parents really wanted me to play golf competitively. I fought it, I fought it, and then it ended up being my career path, right? (laughs) Um, But if it weren't for them, and them kind of like giving me that starter, you know, just part of of the game, I, I would have never really, I don't think understood what I... The opportunities that were here Mm -hmm. Like I like I did you know Mm -hmm. To kind of take that leap into golf Um, And aside from just It being my career and covering it like on CBS Sports it's opened up so Many doors for me to be able to say Like yeah I can go play golf with you and you can have a business meeting on the golf course you know what i mean
0: that's something that we talk about all the time because it's like you know so many business deals are done on the golf course right even if you're not like great that's just Mm -hmm. something that they like to do because it's like the field it's like the adult field trip yeah can be yeah um that can be expensed (laughs) well and
1: my aunt um she uh well she's retired now but she was the cfo of two major hospitals in pittsburgh and One of her main roles there for a while was to teach the female doctors how to play golf.
0: Oh, my God. Because they were
1: losing out on so many business opportunities Mm -hmm. because they weren't being invited and they weren't Mm -hmm. being involved in these things. Now, granted, it's one thing to know how to play. It's another thing to get the men to invite you.
0: Totally. Um, Mm -hmm. And
1: I still struggle with that. You know, there are still groups of guys that like I'm friends with, um, but will not invite me to go mm-hmm. play golf with them because it's their it's their guy time and there's that's not to say that that's necessarily wrong no, um because you know girls have their girl time too absolutely yeah. but i think it's a huge step in the right direction to be able mm-hmm. to say hey listen i can play i want to be a part of your charity tournament i want to you know and once they see that like i and it sucks that it's like this but i do think you have to kind of prove that like listen i'm not going to slow you down Yes. you know um, mm-hmm. and I think also kind of make a game out of it I just played a Mark Leishman's charity event yeah. it's always one of my favorite charity events of the entire year he and Audrey I mean it, you know we talk about it a lot it hits mm-hmm. so close to home for them so it really is like a passion project um, so people bend over backwards to go and it's yeah, it's yeah. just an amazing experience but my group I made it a drinking game and I was like guys every <laughs> time you drive past the women my, my tees that I'm uh-huh. playing from you have to you have to take a shot yeah. and like You know, and it was just like kind of like a light, fun, hearted way to be like, guys, we're Mm -hmm. all in this together, right? Yeah. Also, some of you probably should be playing from the tees I'm playing from Uh, as well. And that's a little
0: pride. You you know, yeah. That's
2: also why I tell every woman who is thinking about getting into golf. Take a lesson from the beginning. Get because get the if fundamentals. You can, yeah, yeah, if you can get the fundamentals, you don't have to worry about it. And then you can focus more of your attention yeah. on the social aspect well, of it. And
1: also, like, it's okay to not be great. Like, there are plenty yeah. of days that I'm terrible, and I can't get the ball off the ground, and I pick up and i move on mm-hmm. and you cheer on like the rest of your team and like yeah. it's fine it's 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 a way to connect with people you don't have to be great at it yeah. to yeah. be involved and even you know? the guys have bad days too like Absolutely. i've, I've totally.
2: seen all of my guy friends yeah. hit a grounder before and you know, we all struggle with it, regardless of yeah, because this or girl. game
0: is really hard. It is. Yeah, and we're playing for money. We do this for no. money. We talk for money, which is so much better. Right. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. So, I mean, that
1: I I do think that's something that women are still fighting in the game of golf is like yeah. feeling like they can be a part of the what is probably formally strictly a guy's outing. Uh, but I I do think the minute. You can say to them, hey, like, just give me the invite. It's going to be fun. I guarantee you we're going to have a good time. And they see it. I think that is like the real change that that needs to happen. But that kind of starts at putting yourself out there. Yeah. Right. (laughs) And saying, I want to be a part of it. Yeah, I play and I
0: want to be a part of it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's like a lot of things in life. It's not going to just happen for you. You have to, like, let your interest be known. So if your your experience is starting now with, like, with these charity tournaments and really showing people, like, I can play, I'm fun, which we all knew anyways. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But um, where do you think it goes for now? So now you're going to, you play in these pro-ams, you play in the charity tournaments. Yeah. And then what?
1: Yeah, you know, I think that's it for me, right? Yeah. Like I uh, Listen, I am a really overly competitive person. So <laughs> golf is not great for an overly competitive person with mediocre talent, right? <laughs> like it's a frustrating game when you expect to be really good at you something. You like beat yourself up over it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's like hor- it's horrible. So it actually golf is a really great reminder to me of like being kind to yourself, mm-hmm, have mm-hmm. fun. Like the minute it stops being fun for me, like when I start to like throw a club or get really upset, which does happen to me. Yeah, I I do. I I take a step back and I say, You know what, guys? I'm gonna ride for the next couple of holes. Mm -hmm. And I like bring it back down, I DJ, I bring out my speaker (laughs) and like but I bring it back to a fun place for me because I tell again, men or women doesn't matter. I tell people this all the time. This is supposed to be a recreational activity for us. Mm -hmm. So like if you don't have a ton of extra time and you're spending that rare downtime Mm -hmm. doing something like this, it should be fun. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, don't do it. Like yeah. go and pick up, yeah. Go s- literally go do anything else. You got to you know tell I mean? yourself
2: like we're not here to be LPGA
1: players, right?
2: We're just here to hang out with our friends. So it's about like maintaining yeah.
1: expectations, yeah. Right, yeah. and mm-hmm. like making sure like you surround yourself with people that you know you're gonna have fun playing with, and like all of that stuff. So I mean, for me, I just think it's great that I get to help out you know, in some tiny way with charity events, like, hey, Mm -hmm. if me being Mm -hmm. there is gonna if you think that helps you, and like, I can donate or whatever I can do, I just be involved in like good causes for this game. Mm -hmm. That's great. I'm so happy to do that. So where does it go from there? Just trying to contribute more to my teams, right? Like if I, I say that all the time, if I can contribute one hole, or if I I can, we we can use two or three of my drives, and I can make a couple, but whatever it is, if I can contribute to the team, I'm doing my job. Mm-hmm. right so like that's, that's always the my goal. goal in a
0: scramble yeah i'm like i will if you use one of my drives that's great Perfect. if you use one of my putts awesome yeah like. i honestly
2: think scrambles are the best way to start entering into more games with guys too yeah i agree because mm-hmm. it takes off so much pressure from mm-hmm. everybody to like hit a good shot if you don't hit a good shot yeah, you're scramble. Yeah. So, are someone else did.
0: So, oh, yeah. it's fun. It's yeah. hard to even go out and play eighteen with your handicap, right? Because you're still taking so many more like oh my swings gosh. and strokes. It's like yes. Yes. I just said that to someone the other day. I'm
1: like, do you know much harder? My job is... Actually, I think I said this to Keegan Bradley. I was like, do you know how much harder it is for me to play golf than it is for you to play golf? And he's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I swing at least a 100 times. Yeah, It's exhausting. It's tiring. And he, like, cracked up. And he was like, you know what? You're right. Like, you probably are more tired than I am. <laughs> and he had to look around, I'm like, yeah, I'm exerting, like, at least triple the amount of energy that you exert. Like, oh it's true. So, like, it is yeah. tiring. So, it's okay to pick up. It's okay to, like... Not play the full eighteen, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? It's just yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. I I'm all about like if you're gonna do this for fun, have fun, yeah, whatever yeah. that means and whatever that looks like, whatever it takes, do that because otherwise, wh- what what's the, the point? point? Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally.
0: Well, you just casually name dropped Keegan Bradley in there, <laughs> so let's talk about your career. You have now spent. We were talking about it. You spent almost pretty much a decade, yeah. a third of your life covering golf. It's what crazy. has that been like? And like. What is your evolution of your career? Yeah, I mean, my career took a very
1: circuitous route to get to where I always hoped I would be. Um, And you know this, Lex, because I I came to Callaway thinking I was getting out of broadcasting. I was the in-house reporter for the PGA Tour for five years and could not get a job. Like, I could not get Golf Channel to sit down with me for coffee just even talk about what i have to do to Mm -hmm. you know get an audition with them i uh, there were other local channels and other and other markets that wouldn't even look at me because they thought all i could do was golf even though before that i was doing everything but golf Um, so it was a really interesting spot to be in uh and i you know my my time at the pga tour was hugely important Mm -hmm. to my knowledge and building the skills that i needed to do what i do now Um, but it wasn't my forever job. It wasn't my forever city. There just, there wasn't a lot of it there that was providing me with a lot of personal happiness. Mm -hmm. Um, and I kind of had this moment of five years there that were like, you know what we were just talking about. I, I firmly believe that if what you do is your passion you need to be happy doing it right otherwise Mm -hmm. otherwise
0: it's gonna go out the window
1: or or go grind on Wall Street make your millions and and walk away but like you know what I mean like you know people that do things strictly for the money and I'm I'm fine with that, but yeah, that's not never, that's not why I wanted to be in broadcast journalism, right? I wanted to do because I was very passionate. <laughs> I
0: don't think anyone goes to journalism school and thinking, says I'm going to go to BFE and make twenty thousand right. dollars, like without loving this job, right? Yeah.
1: That's the thing right? you you don't expect to make a ton of money, but you do expect to love what you do. So mm-hmm. when I realized I wasn't loving what I was doing anymore, I was like. It's time for a change. And it was honestly like Harry Arnett could read my mind from the other side of the country. Because the minute I told my agent, hey, listen, this isn't happening for me. I've given it 100%. I'm actually kind of okay with just quitting with no job lined up. Like I was ready to just walk away and just start over. Um, And he said, he talked me off the ledge and was like, listen, you can't quit a job without having another job and i was Mm -hmm. like okay well that's fair i i do need to pay rent and like my (laughs) my dog at the time i I get it i can't do that i need to be an adult um but literally the next day after i had that conversation with my agent um harry calls me and says this is going to seem super weird and out of the blue and you probably have no interest in doing it but what are the odds you want to move to san diego full-time and help us build our our you know our CMP productions like build this media production department that we're building and I was like uh, yes and I called my agent and I said hey you know you told me I couldn't quit a job without having another job and he was like yeah I was like "Found one." What? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like this is ridiculous but I really felt like it was the universe telling me listen you've given it 100% it didn't work out the way you thought it was going to. You have a great opportunity to start a new life and like actually have a quality of life that mm-hmm. you will be happy with, whether you reach that end goal of, of network television or not. Mm-hmm. Um, and I moved here, and I will say, and let you know this too. I'm not built for an office job. No. It was Monday it to cannot Friday, be
0: contained. I no. am
1: not built for it. I am not built to sit in a cubicle if I have nothing to do. Like if you have a 16 hour day of work for me and it's work for all 16 hours I'm happy to do it mm-hmm. but if you tell me to go sit in a cubicle for five hours and there's only one hour of work for me to awful. do
0: death. I'm yeah. out like I
1: physically could not sit in my seat especially the people who
0: come from a production world where we do have 12 yeah. to 16 hour days and yeah. then you have you know a day off or whatever and it's, right. it's totally fine um, but yeah I, I totally understand <laughs> I was
1: not built for that corporate life Um, so about three months in I Get a phone call, and you know I'm I'm just really trying to adjust to this new Monday to Friday, eight to five. But it wasn't really eight to five, so I kept leaving early because I didn't have things to do, (laughs) (laughs) and everyone was ready to kill me. No, no, we were not. (laughs) But it was like it was just such an interesting like new part. Of life, that like I was like wondering, is this what am I gonna do? Like, Mm can I do this? Um, and I got a phone call from Turner Sports, uh, TNT, and I had done their digital coverage for them for the PGA championship. And they said, Hey, we know we cut you out of the budget last year, but we'd actually like to bring you back. And I was like thinking, Awesome, I'll do one major on pga.com a year and i said yeah i'm happy to join the digital team again they said actually want to promote you to, to our network coverage You were like, mm-hmm.
2: yes and
1: i remember this vividly getting this phone call i remember exactly where i was i was walking my dog um in del mar on the beach and i got the phone call and i sat down on a bench and started sobbing and called my parents and my dad answered the phone and he was like what's wrong and i was like oh no no, no, no. This, these are happy tears. <laughs> like, like it's okay. Some, yeah, like something really great just happened. He was like very confused, handing me off to my mom because he was like...
0: Uh, mom handles the heartstrings.
1: Yeah. He yeah. was like, I don't know what's happening here, but tell me when you're calmer. Um, And I told my mom and they... I don't think they quite understood. Like I knew this was the moment. Like yeah. this was my make or break moment. Mm-hmm. I've been working for now almost six years for this one break I got the break. Now I have to, it's either sink or swim, right? Mm -hmm. So you either do what you're supposed to do or you don't. And I was being produced by CBS because CBS and TNT um, were partners. That that partnership, unfortunately, just ended this year um, for the PGA Championship. But I was produced by CBS for the whole week. And after that, I got the phone call. Do you want to come audition for us live at the Genesis Open in L.A.? And i said yes i do so it was like all right we made it past the first sink or swim obstacle Mm -hmm. now we have to get past the second one did that week and i was brought on full time so it's like the minute i was ready to quit and give Mm -hmm. up and like find something else that was going to make me happy was the moment kind of everything came together the way I, i always hoped it would
2: so i mean i love your story because it really proves that you know quitting isn't always the answer
0: never the answer. never
2: never the answer um or is it
0: (laughs) i say no but you know sometimes we get to that
2: point where it's like you know we keep pushing and pushing and things aren't working and you're just you've reached the lowest part where you're like do i just give up but sometimes the answer is no you just have to find a new way to think about it and find a new path to get to the point that you want to be at
1: that's the thing it's like you don't that that is my biggest takeaway from all of this is you don't just because you picture something happening a certain way doesn't necessarily mean that that's the path you have to commit to and i think if you give something a hundred percent and it's still not turning out the way you think it should you're right the answer isn't necessarily to quit or to even stay on that same path because obviously (laughs) something's not working but like to pivot redirection right yeah to redirect yeah yeah
0: well so you know we've you've talked about this a lot like about your career and your path and whatnot so now our listeners can know that in summary, but let's talk about some other things that you do. You're a certified yoga instructor. I you am. love yoga. How did that come
1: about? I do. You know, a lot of things came about that those five years um, in Jacksonville, Florida, the PJ tour were some of like the most character building years of my life. And let's <laughs> just say that in the nicest way possible, I was so miserable. Like there, and it wasn't just one thing. Right? It was like I was moving. I had moved from New York city, which I loved down to Jacksonville, which I did not love. Um, My job itself was pretty grueling. Um, It was a lot of really long, weird hours um, and not feeling very valued, uh, which is something that I tell Harry all the time that I think Callaway is. This was the first place that I came that I actually felt valued Mm -hmm. in, Um, which goes such a long way, right? Like Mm -hmm. just feeling appreciated in, in what you do and what you're passionate about. And I think this, the culture here was exactly what I needed because I really felt like I was just getting beat up every Mm -hmm. day for five years. Like it was I I was in a bad relationship. Like it was a lot of things. Right. But what the good that came out of that was I really started trying to find other things that made me happy. And one of those things was yoga. And it was really the only space in my whole life there where I could I got on my mat and nothing else mattered. I could clear Mm -hmm. my mind I felt stronger, you know, in like my sense of self and starting really to understand how you can control, like, you know, what people say all the time, like choose happiness. The first time I heard that, probably the first thousand times I heard that, I was like, what are they talking about? You don't choose (laughs) happiness. You you are what you're feeling, right? Whatever's happening to you. That's how you feel. You can't force it. Yeah. Right. But I didn't understand that, like, you control the way you look at things. Like, you control mm-hmm. how much something affects you. Like, I didn't understand that at all before mm-hmm. I started yoga, that, yeah. like, you get to control your own narrative even when really shitty things are happening to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally. Like, it's true. But, like, I, it never even occurred to me that that was an option. Like, even thinking about now, it's still mind blowing to me because I did not live my life that way. I was letting all of the negative, what I, perceived as negative things happening to me I was letting that define me Mm -hmm. and so yoga was like the beginning of like a new way of looking at things and honestly yoga was the reason why I took that leap and left the PGA tour and joined Callaway like I was in the middle of my yoga teacher training when all of this stuff happened I remember standing up in front of like the instructors that I was with and like just sobbing and just like Total breakdown, like, like what? Group a-
0: therapy. Yeah, yeah, oh, it yeah. was.
1: It is like that's what that teacher training is. Like mm-hmm. you learn eventually by the end two hundred hours how to teach a class, but that's like ten percent of what mm-hmm. that teacher training is because it's all about. They feel like you can't really teach from like an, an authentic place until you have figured your stuff out, right? Totally. So mm-hmm. it was. It was. It's a lot of crying. It was a, the most intense mm-hmm. six months I, of my entire life, um, but also the the best six months. But really, what I came to learn from all of this is one like yoga is an amazing thing because you can travel it everywhere right like I just need I don't even need a mat I just Mm -hmm. need like I just need like a five by five area and your peace of mind right to just do it um and so it gave me great tools so when you travel a lot on the road I can do that physically um which is great but also the the mental side of it um really has transformed my entire way of of looking at life so Mm -hmm. I'm super passionate about yoga I'm super passionate about people getting into it um and realizing it's not really about how flexible you can be it's about connecting your mind with your body with your breath and how that can change your life um but yeah so big big fan of yoga i like i'm the preacher of it on tour like every golfer if they're struggling with something, it doesn't matter what it is. I'm like, like, yoga. Yoga.
0: Please go to a yoga class. I will teach you. Meet yeah. me at the park on this day or at true. the driving range. It's true. Because
1: like it not only is very aligned with what golfers need to be strong in, which is spinal rotation, having like shoulder flexibility, um, stacking properly. All totally. of these technical things that go towards a great golf swing are taught every you know sequence in yoga but also then how to quiet your mind Mm -hmm. right how to breathe through high pressure situations like those are the Mm -hmm. things that pga tour players are not successful until they figure out how to do how to not let a bad shot ruin your day right Mm
0: -hmm. right choose
1: happiness something so simple
0: (laughs) that takes so much training so
1: and it's still i have to practice it every single day but like when i look back now at those five years i used to look at it honestly as like the toughest five years of my life and i've realized like without those five years i would not be the person I am today I wouldn't be where I am today career-wise like mm-hmm. sometimes it, those are the moments that like you need yeah right mm-hmm. to take you in the direction that eventually you're meant to go in which yeah.
0: is so amazing and so like cliche at the same time but you're like this is this is perfect yeah like, this is exactly what I was looking for so if like back to your life on the road then. So you have your yoga and you have your job. But what else is there? I mean, I'm sure people ask you all the time like what is life on the road? You're living out of a suitcase. Yeah. <laughs> you get sometimes you get the chance to like see people that you love cuz you go to all these crazy places. Yeah. Um and you see these amazing venues, but like what else? What else is there? To yeah. Life on the road? You know, I
1: mean, life on the road is an interesting thing. Because it's very isolating, which you wouldn't think it is because mm-hmm. you're we're a traveling circus, right? Like mm-hmm. you could go out to dinners every night with people. Um, but you also like if you want to stay healthy and not mm-hmm. be eating out, every you end up in your hotel room alone a lot. Um, and when you get to like, you know, I just came off ten straight weeks on the road, that's a lot of alone time. Um, really? And also, mm-hmm. I've learned to ask, for help with stuff like that so like i've learned to call my friends and say hey i'm gonna be in dallas for eight days any chance you want to come mm-hmm. and hang out for a couple of days and that to me is like the balance i need not not just getting lost in like the tour shuffle with the same people to me it's really important to have balance right so like this year i made a concerted effort of like inviting my friends out to like certain events that i know would be really fun if i have my friends there and it just like gives me the space i need to not make my life my entire like my job my entire life which i think is really easy to do right when you're when Mm -hmm. you're working in your passion it's really easy to let that become everything you are and then you lose balance and then bad things happen so um yeah it's a lot of just like figuring out that stuff it's a lot of making time for like working out and just being healthy um i go and i volunteer the weeks that i can at dog shelters and try to bring like you know exposure to that because i i am a huge proponent of like giving back is one of the best ways to like I don't know, just remind yourself of what really matters in your life. Like, nothing is yeah. as gratifying mm-hmm. as, like, going and volunteering to me.
0: Yeah, and yeah. what has the response been like? Because you have a huge Instagram following now, and you're communicating with people constantly. What yeah. have they, like, have they been talking to you about these things and asking more questions?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's been
0: amazing.
1: Like, we've gotten a couple dogs adopted, which, That's like, awesome. fills my heart with so much love. Um People donate all the time to these shelters, like, Like, the shelters have told me they see a huge, like, influx of resources that they need, just monetary donations. Like, it's amazing just to bring awareness to, like, guys, even if you can't have a dog, like, I can't have a dog, even though I would love one, there are still ways to help, right? And, Mm -hmm, like, just just try to make the world, like, a little better place with – it doesn't take a whole lot of time, right? It's, like, a half a day of my life Mm -hmm. on the road, and I walk away feeling just – it's just like the most satisfying thing mm. on the planet. And you, you know? make other
2: people feel good too, you
1: know? Mm-hmm. It's, That's what you hope. It's like all about yeah. connection in ways that like actually mean something to you. Because mm-hmm. otherwise, what are you using that platform for? You yeah. know, to show people what a cool job I have, which I do. You know, to take selfies when I feel good about myself. <laughs> Great, I do that too. But yeah. like if you can somehow actually like do some good with those platforms, I feel like that is like the most important thing you can possibly do with it. So,
0: I don't... Right? It's just like
1: finding balance. It doesn't all have to be that. We don't have to be martyrs, but like, do some good.
0: Yeah, (laughs) do something good, please. That's it. It
1: doesn't have to be overwhelming. And that... You know, I, I don't know. I'm a type A person. So whenever I think about doing something, I go to the most extreme.
0: Yeah, me too. Right.
1: So <laughs> it's like learning to pull that back a little bit and be like, you know, you can do a little bit and that's still enough. Like, mm-hmm. that's OK. People are so, still going to notice. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's that's the road for me is just figuring out how to make it like a normal as normal of a life as possible. Yeah. While still appreciating how cool of a job it is.
0: It is yeah. really cool. It's so cool. It is really cool. <laughs> I think it's awesome. And I think it's been amazing for me as someone who worked with you for now for like four years yeah. to see you like grow so much and establish yourself. Yeah. I I really do admire you. And I think you're such a strong person, um, not yet super sappy. <laughs> but um, I guess lastly, something that I've been thinking about and wanting to ask you, do you listen to a lot of podcasts now that we're on one?
1: Yeah. You know, I've started to. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, but it's finding the pod. So I, I am very, very dedicated to Oprah's Soulful Sundays. Okay. Oh, I haven't checked, checked it out yet, but one. I've
0: heard good things.
1: I mean, when I tell you that is like my church, like this <laughs> is what I do, I've, especially if I'm feeling super, I'm I'm a very anxious person, Um, but I found that I was really able to quiet my mind. She has amazing people on, like anything from spiritual to, I, I mean, like a... Oh my gosh, now my my brain is mush. Um, What did I mean? What did I minor in philosophy? Philosophers, they have, um, you know, just like people who are changing the world Mm -hmm. in big ways, but Mm -hmm. like starts all from a very simple theory. Uh, she just has these incredible people on that is like all about how you can make yourself better Mm -hmm. and so i started going to the gym and i'll pick a podcast uh from hers Mm -hmm. and like brené brown i discovered brené brown oh my gosh from oprah's favorite person Mm -hmm. ever first of all she's yeah she's a unicorn it's uh, have you watched her netflix not yet (gasps) I'm watch it,
0: it for this weekend I,
1: you'll laugh you'll cry you'll <laughs> your life will be changed it's amazing um but yeah so like you just discover really amazing people through this podcast but i'll go to the gym i'll pick a podcast with the person that like i know it's going to be something that applies to my life i go on the treadmill and i run and listen to the podcast and i stop running when the podcast is over oh. but it's like a kind of another form of yoga right like it it's quieting my mind i'm connecting my breath with my body mm-hmm. with like something that's like actually filling me up in a positive way
2: you're uh, being inspired by other inspirational people yeah mm-hmm. and it, that
1: is like it's one of my favorite like me times of the entire day so her her podcast i highly recommend anyone okay. listen to um yes yeah, so you cannot go wrong with that I try not to listen actually to a ton of sports podcasts because I feel like I'm doing work. Yeah. And that to me is like podcasts and reading is my time to escape.
0: Mm -hmm. You're like
1: too tempted to take notes. Yes. And be
0: like, let me think about how I can weave this in next time. Yeah. It's like I'm
1: not turning my brain off then. Um, I do listen to some like crime podcasts oh i love those right they're yeah. kind of fun it's kind of like instead of like watching ncis you listen yeah, to one of these Love that's mm-hmm. my
0: favorite show right it's like yeah.
1: such a great way to turn your brain off but mm-hmm. i'm like how do i turn my brain off without watching tv which i
0: know is bad for me True.
1: so yeah. that's like a great alternative mm-hmm. um have you ever yeah. listened to the lady gang they're yes.
0: possibly one of my favorite podcasts and like the best escape because they're so funny yes
1: and that's yeah. another one right it's almost like watching real housewives yes
0: like, same. It is. <laughs> almost like watching. yeah they actually had one on they had teddy melon camp like last i week. love teddy I know such a too.
1: girl crush yeah so yeah oh, i gosh. do listen to it but i people i think expect that i'd be listening to a ton of sports podcasts i really try to compartmentalize like yeah, yeah. so you know i mean I, I guess if you're doing research and i know i'm going to be doing a sit-down interview with someone totally i'll go listen to their podcast right yeah, and yeah. whatever but for like my personal entertainment those mm-hmm. i'm telling you girlfriend go listen to <laughs> oprah, <laughs> okay, check out oprah it's yeah.
0: amazing yeah oh, that's great advice yeah. okay well in wrapping up because i i know we are tight on time um i guess what is your like one hope for like women in golf this year just like the average woman who's playing golf or like progress that we can make yeah
1: on i think just honestly getting out there it's getting out there with either other women or just get the courage out to tell a group of guys that hey I want to go play with you mm-hmm. and like I think it's just getting over that initial fear of not being good enough which of course you're good enough all you know what I mean like yeah. it doesn't matter how bad or good of a golfer you are you're good enough just by showing up so like yeah. that to me is like my one hope as we start to see progress and women just Gaining the courage and like the comfort in themselves to be like, I'm going to go do this and it's going to be fine. Cause I promise you, it's going to be fine. <laughs> like, it's not, you it's know,
0: it's all going to be okay. Yeah. yeah. It's <laughs> all going to be
1: okay. But you can't make progress without that first step of like, Of stepping into something new right of just like getting over that initial fear of like how how bad things could be it's not it's not going to be as bad as you think it's going to be it's going to be really fun so just like go out and ask the question that's all you need to do right Mm -hmm. so if we can get women to start doing that more this year i think that would be a massive step in the right direction because you can't change without that first step of putting yourself out there
0: well you know we've got like six months we can check in with you in in your next off season and see where we're at not only internally but what we've heard from people outside of us i love that yeah yeah well thank you so much for coming on the podcast our third guest ever and we're super happy to have you um you can check all of our podcasts out on soundcloud itunes spotify uh wherever you consume podcasts i believe as they say on other podcasts and um (laughs) Until next time, we'll see you later.